Welcome guys to the Trying Podcast. My name is Nanini and on this podcast I'll be sharing with you the steps that I'll be taking to try and get over my fears and get out of my comfort zone. So, uh, it's July 29th on Friday. I just wanted to say something. I hate death. <laughs> I hate death. Like, I hate it. I'm not afraid of it anymore. I'm not. But I hate death. Like, this, it, it's... There's something that is rotten about death. I mean, everything about death, me just... It's rotten. There's nothing good about death. There's nothing good about death. The only good thing that came from death, me actually, Jesus' resurrection. But there's nothing else that I can think of that is good about death. Like, I didn't know taking care of... <laughs> I'm laughing because in my head, I'm like, Nanini, this is what is making you this frustrated. But yes, it is. Like, it might seem small, but... Ah, man. And I hit hard. I didn't know taking care of chicken and two small chicks would be this emotionally... <laughs> like an emotional roller coaster the recent mama mama chick um i wanted to say gave birth what do chickens do laid um the the mama chick laid 12 eggs so usually i i i I started calling her (laughs) the mother of the 12 tribes So all of them survived. The 12 tribes survived. And I've been taking care of them. Like I did. I took. Some measurements. Like I took steps to ensure that. That. That they survive. I even built things <laughs> for them to ensure that they survive. And then yesterday Okay, let me even start like there were 12 tribes, right? I call them 12 tribes. So the 12 tribes so one tribe was limping. And so what I did, I took that kachik aside and and brought her to the house and was taking care of the cheek and the leg. And so far, by the way, I'm even going to release the cheek today. He's he's okay. Like he wasn't he, he I don't even know if it's a he or a she. <laughs> um 
Baby him, she, him, she. So baby him, she could not even get up. Like he, him, she could not even get up from the ground. But then when I, when I, when I took he, she here, <laughs> this is very, okay. When I, when I took care of the cheek right now, he can fly, he can jump, he can run. So I'm going to release him today. Or tomorrow. I'm, I'm afraid of releasing him now after what happened yesterday. Anyway, I need to learn to let go. I don't want to be attached like that. So that was the first tribe that was not feeling well. The second tribe started limping, but it was not a serious limp. So I let that cheek stay with the mom. So everything was okay, right? The third tribe was feeling really cold. So I took the cheek. Um brought it to my car <laughs> cavet area <laughs> i've not become like a vet brought it to my car area in the house was taking care of the chick like i can revive but then the next day it's like he wasn't eating any food like i was giving him so i think what killed him is starvation even though he had food i don't know maybe there's something that was happening with that one so that one died yesterday in the morning i woke up yesterday in the morning and i was like oh my god i was not expecting like the day before they were they were both so lively the first one who the the one who could now walk and and now this other one who was feeling cold they were so lively and when i woke up yesterday to check on them one the one who was feeling cold before is the one that had passed away. So I was like, damn. Like that one hit me hard. I was even praying to God like, I God, so you just revive this chick. And I didn't throw him for some time. I just kept him. Just waiting. Just. Anyway. So. That's how my day started yesterday. With that first death. And during the day, I kept on checking on. The other tribes, there were 10 tribes now remaining with their mom. So the, the 10 tribes were okay. Even the one that had started limping Kidogo was okay. Had the evening, like I kept on checking on them and the other chicks, of course, but these small ones, like I was very keenly eyeing on these ones. And they were okay. But when it was time to now move them to where they usually sleep, there were five left. Only five. And I could not see any dead chick anywhere. So I was like, what's happening? Turns out, our dogs were having a feast and somehow managed to get to the chicks. can't even blame the dogs they're just being dogs there's nothing i can do you know i mean maybe i make sure like the leash they're on their leash so that they don't get used to eating the cheeks like the taste of the cheeks but the taste of their chicken that's maybe the only thing i can do but manse five and then There's this one mama, um, one mama chick, one mom, one mama hen 
that had laid some some there were I think six six chicks and one by one by one they started dying even the vet came and was like he wasn't exactly sure so he was saying like the the other types of two illnesses that are common he can't see so it's probably the cold it has been so cold it has been so cold so he's saying that's probably it so i'm like damn so the mama that mama the mother of six only one chick remained so there was um, nini the 12 tribes and this one chick that i had sectioned in uh, a space then yesterday at night around at night i don't know around 6 30 while i was going to check on the chicks while they were going they were being taken to their space we started counting them and there were only five and the dog one of our dogs literally in its mouth was one chick and so of course tukaishtua ikaangusha the chick and so i took also that chick it had not died yet the bite like the tooth had um the cheek and so the guts had started spilling out but the guts were not like there was no 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 nini i they, i mean anyway i couldn't see any puncture wound in the guts themselves like they were spewing blood or something because the chick was not even bleeding like that you know i don't think it had gotten to any serious place but the guts were spewing out and the chick was still alive so i i couldn't get myself to throw away the chick because it was still alive so i took that chick and the mama who had given birth to six chicks the one chick that had remained one of our other dogs had beat its head oh. but it was not like it, it it did not bite its head off it beat like a part of its head it's like a it's like a scrape they scraped the the scalp and that one was not dead yet that one is the one that i was like this is more more likely like the likelihood of this one now being alive is very high because there was also another incident i think it's last month where one of the cheeks one of the big cheeks like the teenage aged cheeks <laughs> i don't know i don't know the ages but anyway I can like and say like okay maybe nika 19 year old in human years so one of those cheeks we found the neck it's those chicken those type of chickens that don't have like two 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 feathers on their necks and they're like two long necks so on its neck there's this huge mark like its skin is is literally bit like anyway it had this huge wound that was bleeding looked like it has been bit i'm ruling out the the dwarf mongoose in the area 
they are actually a threat. But the structure that I had built for the chickens, is there a plural for chickens? Chicken, for the chicken, chickens. That structure at least became a bit sound, soundproof. Um, kind of, kind of like we need the, the dwarf mongoose. So the only danger that would need is the dogs. That's the one thing I knew I need to keep the chicken away from the dogs. But I don't know what happened to that one chick, the teenage chick. So anyway, I took that chick because the vet came. The vet was like, okay, um, it's not like we're going to bandage the cheek. That's what he said. So he said, he, like, you'll just let them heal. You'll just let him heal. That's the first him, she. I named him him, she, because I didn't know if it's a he or a she. I mean, I know there is a way to, to, to know, but I, I just didn't. So him, she, the first him, she, senior, him, she, senior, came into the house. He was my first patient. And what I did, I secluded him. I was feeding him with water, food, changing his cup place. And, you know, that cup place where he was sleeping, make sure it's clean. And it's like magic. Like the skin, it's like the skin was growing on the wound. Okay, it was healing. And then there's that cascab, the cup black dark thing blood where it, the clotting of the blood and stuff like it's a big wound almost like um a quarter of it it's two like two two over four two quarters of its neck it was big so i nene i started seeing him heal and heal and heal because if he stayed with the other cheeks the other cheeks they're savages they would eat him they would start pecking on his wound because chicken can eat chicken. Oh my gosh. Like the dangers, taking care of chicken. <laughs> you have to make sure, because we have so many eagles here. The eagles don't get them. You have to make sure the dogs don't get them. The cats don't get them. Um, the, the dwarf mongoose don't get them. I don't have an issue with snakes eating chicken here. But I'm sure there's, there's some... Like, of course, I'm going to make sure there's nowhere a snake can enter. A big snake anyway, because the fences. Anyway, my point is, like, I don't think snakes are a threat right now. And I'm not praying for them to be a threat. So you have to make sure the up, the down, the side, every corner. And then now... To make it so complicated, not complicated, like to make sure like also inside like a coop, the chickens themselves don't start like feeding on each other when one is wounded, you know. So that's another issue I realized I have to be keen on. So I was, that was my first patient and he healed like Kabisa. It's like his, his skin grew. <laughs> Because I can't say like, okay, maybe it's how like a human's wound heals, like the skin tightens and it's like it con the initial hemoglobin and the white blood cells or whatever. I don't know. It's like the white, white blood cells did their work and so they helped heal the wound. But at the same time, it's like that skin, it didn't leave a scar. That's what I'm saying. 
It's not like in my, like for a human, the wound will leave a scar. For the chicken, it literally attached itself. It's like the, the skin stretched itself. It's beautiful. So he was completely healed. He doesn't, like nobody can say this is the same chick that had that huge bite like mark on the neck because there's no scar at all. It's all new skin and it looks the same. So I was like, amazing. So I returned that teenage Himshi senior, Himshi senior, I returned him to the to the coop. Now, yesterday what happened, we lost six chicks. And I'm so sure the culprit is the dogs. And even if we tie them on their leash, they find a way to like get out. Nini, like wanna they like um they lose they get loose again from their leash. You can't talk someone a jifungu and I'm like, how a jifungu really? It's not like they have hands and then katexema like they <laughs> they squeeze their head through the nini. I'm like, that's also not true. But anyway, um so yeah, they get they still get loose. So maybe it's because we don't want to buy like a heavy chain. We have like the loosest of chains. <laughs> the lightest of chains for the dogs. Because anyway, ah, oh my gosh. So I was like, June, don't even dare blame the, the dogs. I was like, okay. Okay, so I was like, June, if you're to blame anybody, it's you. Because you didn't, like, you didn't make sure the car, like, all the spaces where the cheeks could go through, maybe, or some something could go, like, like, I didn't secure entirely the chicken coop. But at the same time, I kind of did. It's just that I, oh man, I hate death. I cried yesterday. Six. Like the last time I was there, I saw them very healthy. And then the next time I'm going to see them, they're not there. So the one that, the one chick whose guts had started spewing out, since he was, he, like, I'm just going to say he, since he was still alive, or should I use it? Since it's still alive. Yeah. Sydney IT. Yeah. Okay. It'll help. <laughs> Since the chick was still alive, what I did, which is something I didn't think I would ever do, I decided to so, to to push back the two intestines in inside the car, the car one hole, cause the bite, the, where the dog had any um, beat, it was this car, the car hole, and since there was no blood, like there was no blood. I didn't think I didn't I didn't think that was like internal damage or something because there was no blood. It was just the blood from the wound that like the skin tearing, you know. And so like the chick was still alive. It was, was still trying to walk. So I decided I can't just throw it away since I've seen 
God healed this one chick. I'm just going to say it's God. Because even if it's nature and nature doing its thing, God, my God created this, this nature, right? So, and God is the one who decides what will live and what will die. That's me. That's what I believe. So, since I told myself, okay, since I've seen God heal this teenage chick and this, um, the chick who can now walk, I've seen God do that. Why not try your very best? I was doing all this thing, crying. Like I was, I hate death. So what I did, I'm, I, I, um, I put back the intestines in the cheek. Slowly, 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 slowly. And then I... I I I sew, so I sewed up. Nini, I shonad the cheek. That's the one thing I thought like I could never do. I even thought like, oh my god, if somebody had an open wound and it's life or death, and the, and I have a needle, and the only thing that the, maybe the doctor, I'm on the phone with the doctor and says, you have a needle there, you need to sew that up that wound. I was like June. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not comparing a chicken to a human, but I'm talking about like flesh, like flesh, you know? So while I was sewing the cheek, the chick was still alive, but it was a bit silent. So I finished sewing up the cheek and, and and prepared a place for it to sleep. I am not going to say I didn't have hope that it would be alive. Let me just say, to be honest, like 50-50 chance. That's the 50-50 chance. Like I knew like, okay, I have hopes that God, God, God can. I know God can do this, right? I know he can. It's like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I know God can save us from your hand, your majesty. And even if he doesn't save us from the fire, we're not going to bow down. It's like that. Like, I know God can. Even if he doesn't, I know he can, you know. So that's the 50-50. Even if he doesn't, 50. And then I know he can, 50. I mean, I know he can, 100. But the likelihood of the chick, whether it's life or death, it's 50-50, right? That's according. That's me. That's what I, I was feeling yesterday. So I was like, okay, I've done my part. I feel like I've done my part. And then the other chick whose head, the scalp was like um, scraped. I took that chick and sectioned the one, the one, the one ka, ka spot I have. Because um, the, the only patient I had in the house was the chick who can now walk right um he's still limping kidogo but at least he can walk he can run he can jump he can fly you know so he's very lively so i sectioned i cut in half that space and divided it i divided it in half put the cheek with a with a script scalp on one side and the the cheek who can now walk on the other side because the one who I sued up, like I shonad, was on a different place. 
And so today waking up, I woke up and found that the, the chiku I had shonad, the one who I had nikuso, um, sued, yeah, that one, he died, he's dead, he didn't make it. And then the one whose head is scraped is still alive. And of course, it's not of course, because anything can happen. But I also thank God that the chick who can now walk is also alive. I haven't yet even thrown away the chick who I I am. I sewed up. I'm going to do that after breakfast. I think this is the episode Bari. B-U-R-Y. I hate death. If there was nothing wrong with death, then Jesus would not... Like, there was, there would be no point for Jesus to come on this earth and save us from death. So today morning I was like, guy, can you imagine even gas? There's a point where, I mean, he might live long because God only knows, but I can't even think. I can't get myself to even think that there will be, there might be, that there's a chance that there's a time he will die. Like, I know the weight when it comes to family, human, mankind. But I'm even talking about the pets and the animals. Like, I think that's the focus right now. Because those are the deaths I'm experiencing. You know, like the animals did not sin. The wages of sin is death. The animals did not sin. But because of our selfish desires, we brought death to creation. Because of our selfish desires. It's our fault. It's not God's fault that the animals are dying. That the, that the animals are eating each other. It's not God's fault. I should even read Genesis chapter 1. It's not God's fault. What's happening with my phone? Genesis chapter 1. God said, actually, I was making some stickers. 
Genesis chapter 1. I want to see where the animals are given food. Verse 29. Genesis chapter 1 verse 29. Then God said, I give you. God is speaking to mankind. I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth. And every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. So according to God's plan, God's ideal, what God, God's vision, this is, this is what God wanted. This is God's will. That we don't eat animals. Because that means that's death. We have to kill an animal to, to give us life. That was not the plan. We were supposed to eat plants. And plants can grow and grow and regrow and grow and grow. When you kill an animal, it's dead. It doesn't regrow back. Verse 30. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God told the eagles, the eagles that are hunting my chicks, God's ideal for them was to eat green plants. The, the dwarf mongoose that are, are attacking my chicks, their food was green plants. The dogs, their food was green plants. The eagles... Did I say eagles? I think I started with eagles. Even the snakes. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. That's what is good according to God's eyes. His creation, that the ideal that he had made. The vision he had, God's will. It didn't, there wasn't supposed to be death. But because Adam and Eve... Deceived by sin, the desires of their heart wanted to choose for themselves what is right and wrong. God told them, when you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will die. Is that the first mention of death? I think so. I'm trying to remember. I think that's the first mention of death. When you don't listen to me and you listen to another, you will die. When you choose the, you, to follow your desires instead of my desires, me who knows everything, who knows your, your present and your past and your future, who, who made you, who knows what is good for you, me. If you don't listen to me, this is God speaking, not Junanini Shibamba. This is God speaking. If you don't listen to me, if you don't obey this command I'm giving you right now, death. But we chose death. 
we chose death. And the consequence of that was creation, death to us and to creation. Verse 6, when the woman saw that the fruit, this is Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to her, to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Verse 13, then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cast is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat from it. All the days of your life. Cast is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it. All the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you. I don't think God was planning for the ground to have thorns. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you are taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. When God cast the serpent, in verse 14, So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cast are you above all livestock and all wild animals. This is actually a, a, an honest question. Is God saying that also, because we see the ground is cast later, Adam and Eve are not cast, but they, their consequence is death, right? And painful labor for both of them. For the ground also, there's a consequence from their actions, thorns and thistles. That's the sign of death right and the hard labor um for the animals is this where the animals are cast quote-unquote cast like where death enters even for the animals because god says verse 14 genesis 3 14 so the lord god said to the serpent because you have done this cast are you above all livestock and all wild animals does this mean that, yes, the serpent is cursed, but it's, no, no. Does this mean that the, the animals, all animals, the livestock and the wild animals are cursed, but the serpent is like cursed above all. Like he, its curse is like way more 
cast are you above all livestock and all wild animals? I need to to, to study that one. Cast are you above all? Above all, that word, above all. Because I think if it's only the, the serpent that is cast, I, the sentence might be, this is just me, I'm not an English teacher. I know. <laughs> I'm just thinking, cast are you above all, right? If it's only the serpent that is cast, maybe it would have gone like, cast are you in all, no, no, um, among all. Uh-huh, Right? Cast are you among all livestock and all wild animals? Meaning, among all the creatures, you're the you're the one who's cast. Does that make sense? If it's only the serpent that is cast, I think the verbiage could be like it it separates the serpent from the wild animals and the livestock. But above all. I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading into this, to be honest. But anyway, that's my point. From the decision mankind made, we brought curse, the curse of death. And animals started eating animals. <sighs> I hate death. I, I had been burying some of these cheeks, but then I also realized that some, when our dogs like get loose from their chains, when I get from their chains, some go and dig up those two cheeks and they eat. So instead of burying them on the ground, uh, we'd be throwing them in a latrine that is outside the house, the compound. Some it's within the compound, the latrines that yeah, I think it makes sense. Six more latrines, you know. Yeah. The hole, the one with the holes, the ones on the outside. Yeah. So that's why we've been throwing them. That's my type of burying. I've been burying. I don't even think that's what the topic Barry is about when it comes to burying. I think it's just the fact that I keep on burying so many. And I know this is not the last time I'll 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 be burying these animals. That means I'll have I'll be facing death every single time. Being reminded that I still live in a fallen world. Jesus tells me, take heart, I have overcome the world. And by the world he means death, the death that has taken over the world. The prince of the world now stands condemned. The one who signed a contract with mankind and deceived mankind and mankind fell for his lies. I have to face death. 
I didn't know it would be this hard taking care of animals. Whether it's very hard. Not at the manual labor. Sure. But, you know, you can get help when it comes to manual labor. But I mean the emotions. Because they are living beings. They are living beings. They have the breath of life. That's Genesis. Chapter 1. Right? I had the study the breath. I saw like... Also the animals have the breath of life. And I think I've just read it. Yeah. Genesis chapter 1 verse 30. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground. Everything that has the breath of life in it. Even these other, when it comes to Noah, Noah was told to round up these animals. That with the, is that the breath of life or a living soul? Noah. Let me see. Breath of life. Huh? Genesis chapter, I've just come across this first. Genesis chapter 5 verse 28. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he had a son. He named it he named him Noah. There's a footnote on, on Noah. Noah sounds like the Hebrew for comfort. And said, he named him Noah and said, he will comfort us in the labor and painful toil of our hands caused by the ground the Lord had cast. After Noah was born, Lamech lived. Uh-huh. So I came, I, I was just seeing cast and I'm like, what? And then I'm like, yeah, this is what exactly what I've read in Genesis chapter 3. So I'm looking for the breath of life in the Noah account. Genesis chapter 6, verse 17. I am going to bring flood waters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has the breath of life in it, everything on earth will perish. So God is very aware that these animals have the breath of life. They have the breath of life. They're living. It's not like I'm crying over a rock or I'm getting emotional over a rock. You know, or a fallen leaf on the ground. Imagine your song in the come to mind. <laughs> I need to download that song and listen. Fallen leaf on the ground. Yeah, before you drown, Okay. It's just sad. But then I hate death. Death is just disgusting. It's rotten. It's it's anti it's anti life. It's anti it's it's not nat I wanted to say it's not natural. It's not supposed to be the 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 because I wanted to say it's not natural, but then 
the fact like okay things this is a circle of life you know but it's this like the fallen life that we are used to where things die <laughs> What is happening? Ooh. Okay, so, um, excuse me. No, sorry. So this circle of life that we are so used to, it's because this is what we have been born into, where things are... Animals lay eggs. Human beings give birth to living creatures, living beings. And those living beings have an expiry date. They die, they decompose. To dust you came and to dust you will return. God knows that we are fizzing at all. <laughs> By the way, I hate death. I'm so happy. God tells me that Jesus has overcome death. Jesus has power over death. This is the entire thing. If somebody tells me that Jesus came to give me a good life on earth, that's a very false gospel. That's not true. Jesus was not coming to die for me so that I can live a good life on this earth. Jesus was talking about the kingdom. The kingdom that is not of this earth. The kingdom that's not of this world. Saying the kingdom has come, the kingdom is here. Jesus is not talking about this physical life, the fallen life. Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God, where the Holy Spirit is telling me, t building my, my house and my understanding. How I am now supposed to have this other view when it comes to death, when it comes to life. How am I supposed to view life now? With the kingdom of God being built in me. How am I supposed to understand this quote-unquote circle of life? Is it live and let live? Is that right? You know, all these things. Because I'm not going to lie and say like, oh my God, every single time now when a chick dies, I'm going to be strong. Oh no, I know myself. Even until I'm 80 years old, this is still going to be painful for me. The fact that they can blink, you, you feel them breathing, you feel their warmth. You can see them, they're walking with their two tiny legs. It's a living creature. So how I comforted myself and I, I just, I'm, I'm just going to say I comforted myself. But I think also the Holy Spirit was reminding me that Nanini, you did not, oh my God, this is like Job. <gasps> I should read Job. Oh my God, this is like Job. I've just seen it now. This is what God is telling me. Maybe, maybe, maybe not everything. 
But anyway, let me just say before I go to Job. This is like Job. Job, you know, okay, let me, let me rewind Kidogo. I was saying this is how I, I felt comforted. It's like the Holy Spirit is reminding me. The breath of, uh, you're not the one who has given them life. You did not decide how many um, of the 12 tribes would be born. <laughs> the mama chick who gave birth to 12 tribes, 12 eggs. You did not decide how many eggs would be born, would be laid. You did not decide how many of those laid eggs would would hatch. You did not decide how the chicken would look like inside. You did not decide how long every chick would, would have to live. You know, the, all these things, it's not me making those decisions. It's God. So when God knows that, actually, tribe number five, number seven, number eight, number nine, and number ten will be eaten by Soxie by, by Sox and Blackie and Shorty. Them dogs are going to eat these cheeks. And God knew that. It didn't come as a surprise to God. It came as a surprise to me, but it didn't come as a surprise to God. So even though I felt bad and I and I cried and I felt emotional and I, it was painful, the loss, not even loss like, oh my God, I no longer have 12 cheeks. No, I could care less. It's just that the death, the death, that's the loss. The loss of life. That's the loss I'm talking about. So I felt comforted. Kidogo. I've even written in my to-do list that I've been writing nowadays. Yesterday I wrote at night. Grieve for, for six dead cheeks. I made sure I wrote I need to grieve. I grieve. I grieve. Grieve. And even this morning. When I was writing my to-do list. I also added grieve for six dead cheeks i need to continue grieving i know it's something i because if i don't if i don't think through this rationally when it comes to what god wants me to see it will pile and i'll be resentful towards other people even towards the dogs it's not their fault. They're animals. They're also living creatures. And their instinct, they're just doing things according to their instincts. This is what I don't... I, I, uh, and a dog sees a, a, a chick and it doesn't say, Oh, my friend. Oh, you're a fellow living creature. No. Sees the chick and says, Food. <laughs> Food around the corner. <laughs> this cartoon food around the corner food around the corner food around the corner for me and it's a flea the flea was singing looking for the dog because the flea was saying the dog your blood that's my food Food around the corner, food around the corner, food around the corner for me. So that's how animals see each other. Prey or predator? Silio. Yeah, one is prey and the other one is a predator. Yeah. So I can't blame the dogs. So I, That's why it really itches me when people say we are from monkeys and 
evolution and we came from bacteria. So we should, uh, the instincts, it's all about the instincts. So you can't say when uh, one, one creature called human, man A, one, one, human, one human kills another human. See, they're doing it from their instincts. Instincts, instinct, instincts. It's from instinct, Cindy. So what's wrong with that? The same way I can't blame the dog for eating the cheek. I can't say you did a wrong thing. You should not. No, it's the dog being the dog. So if the humans are just animals that are evolving, we're just evolved gorillas, then who cares when one gorilla kills another gorilla? It's sad for us. Maybe a gorilla might mourn for another gorilla. But who says that gorilla won't go and kill another one? If they're doing it from their instincts, protection, whatever, all these things. Oh, that's why I'm saying I'm not going to blame my dogs, the dogs for eating. I should have, I should, I'm, I'm also accountable when it comes to making sure I have every measure set up to protect the cheeks. I can't do everything. I don't know everything that is trying to eat them and protect them from everything, but I'll do my best, which I feel I have been doing, but I need to do more. I feel like but I need. But I need to do more. I'm aware of that. But the fact is, it's still painful. Let me read Job. I was going to read Job. Job, the last, the last. Job, chapter 42. This is not Job. Oh, I'm not saying Job. I'm saying Jonah. Jonah, chapter 4, verse 9. Let me start where God grows the plant. So my thing is like, sorry, I felt comforted how, I felt like the Holy Spirit is reminding me that he is the breath of life. He's the one who has created these cheeks and he knew when they will die. So in as much as it's okay for me to continue feeling sad, I also need to understand that I don't have control over their life. I, I don't have control over their life. It's, 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 it's like uh, straightforward, but... To be honest, it many pack some comfort. <laughs> Noah's name, comfort. Many pair Noah. So Jonah chapter four. This is, I think, the same thing God told Jonah when Jonah felt bad that God had not punished the Ninevites with fire coming down from heaven. <laughs> no, that's just me. So Jonah chapter four. But to Jonah, this seemed very wrong. The fact that God God forgave the Ninevites. That's chapter 3. Let me just read chapter 3, verse, verse 10. When God saw what they did, repentant, they repented. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. Verse chapter 4. But to Jonah, this seemed very wrong, and he became angry he prayed to the lord is in this what i said lord when i was still at home that is what i tried to for to forestall by fleeing to tashish i knew that you are a gracious and compassionate god slow to anger and abounding in love 
a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry? This is also reminding me of, God, of Cain. What God asked Cain, why are you angry? Sin is crouching at your door, he desires to have you. Verse 4, but the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry? Jonah had, Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. East. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter sat in its shade and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for, for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the plant. But at dawn, the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the plant so it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, It would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the plant? That's what I was coming here for. Like, God is saying, If I was angry about, if, it's not about me being sad, but if that sadness turned into anger, and I was angry at God for taking the lives of the cheeks, right? So God is would ask me, is it right for you, June, to be angry about the cheeks? But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said. And I'm so angry, I wish I were dead. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant. Though you did not tend it or make it grow. Mm. 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 It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great and should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than a hundred and twenty thousand people who cannot tell their right hand from their left? And also many animals. So God also cares about the animals. So there's no way I can care more about God's creation than God. There are things I cannot see that God sees. There are things, so many things that I'm not in control of, but God is in control of. And God says, from what I this is what is giving me rest right now. Giving me Noah right now. <laughs> God is in control on what lives and what dies. Even, even in this fallen world where we have, we have, we have brought death to ourselves, God is still in control because he is the giver of life. So, Nanini, I know you're concerned about the chicks and the animals in this kafam. I know you are. 
This is what I feel God is telling me. I know you are. But me, the God of all creation, I am I my concern is way greater than you can imagine. For those animals in this farm. Right? So even if you tend to them, God tells Nini, Jonah, you did not even tend to the plant or make it grow, right? So even even if June you tended to the to the plant, to the to the to the animals and you took care of them, you were stewarding over them, you're not the one who made them grow, but you did put in some work, right? But at the same time, I have more concern. For them. Because I made them. I am the one who chose for them to exist. So you need to focus on the new creation. That's happening inside you right now. And the Holy Spirit is reminding you, Nanini, this is how you're supposed to handle these emotions, this grief. So every time you continue burying these animals... You need to understand this. This is what needs to give you comfort. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are burdened, and I'll give you rest. You need to come to Jesus. You need to go to Jesus. This is the rest that he's giving you. This understanding, seeing things from how, how he sees it. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you the mind of Christ. Sindhya. And I feel really at peace right now. It's still painful, but I, I feel at peace. So even when I continue burying them, I need to understand that. This is not the end. I'm not afraid of death. I just hate death. I hate death. I'm not afraid of death. So every time I continue burying these animals, it should be always into a memorial, little remembrance. Um, um, ab, what is that word that I had need? I've forgotten that other word for that is used in the name of remembrance. Uh, I remember it's it's a long word. Anyway, whenever I bury these animals, whenever death, I face death. This is how I fight. This is how I get rest. By remembering that Jesus has overcome death. Jesus has power over death. And in the new creation, the new Jerusalem, all these animals will be sustained by life himself. God himself. And there's no death in the new Jerusalem, in the new kingdom kingdom of God there's no death sin and death will have faced their judgment that's the peace that I have it's still painful I'm still emotional but that's the peace I have 
God telling Jonah, and should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left and also many animals. I am comforted by the fact that the burden is not on me. The grief burden, the weight is not on me. God is also carrying that weight. Jesus is carrying that weight because he's also concerned about the animals. It's not only me. Because to be honest, yesterday I felt like it was like crying. <laughs> yesterday I felt like it was only me who's concerned about these animals. It was a very lonely feeling. Because I felt like, gosh, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. Only for them to be killed. Christ has overcome this fallen world. Christ has power over death. And he's way more concerned also about these animals. It's not me alone. And I don't even have control. Even if I have this much concern, there's so little I can control. And I'm just putting, giving God the burden because he has all the control. That's what Jesus tells us to do. To give him the burden. <sighs> okay. I've still been drinking this <laughs> milk. <laughs> I just don't want to let it go. The milk is so good. But it's not, it doesn't really want me. To be honest. <sighs> I can't let go of this milk. My body is saying no. Which song is that? <laughs> my mind is saying yes. My, my mind is telling me no. Something like that. So, my heart wants the milk. My my heart is saying yes. My body is saying no to the milk. I think that's it. If I continue, I'm just mumbling now. I think I've been comforted. Every time I bury these animals... I need to, to remember that Christ has overcome death. Christ has power over death. And God is way more, con I'm not alone. God is also way more concerned about these animals than I am. So I should not be angry. I should not, this, this frustration should not me, um, and it was really like, in the lake, expand, expand into anger. It should not like grow into anger. I should not let get it. I should not allow it to get to that point where I am angry and frustrated at at my dogs, at the caretakers here, or my family, or even God or myself. No, it should not get to that point. Okay. I think that's it, right? So, God, thank you.
Thank you, Jesus, because you have overcome the world. I hate death, death, and I know you hate death enough to, to defeat it. You hate death that much, enough to kill it and burn it in the hell, in, in the initwaje, in the, the nini of fire. What is that? What that? <laughs> let, me fi- let me at least look what Revelation says, because I tend to also quote that verse where the final judgment and sometimes I forget what it says. The final judgment. Okay, let me open from the good news. I just want to read that where death is defeated in Jesus name. Amen. So bad. Death is, there's nothing good about death. So it's Revelation chapter 20. 20 verse 11. Revelation 20 verse, let me start from verse 1. Revelation chapter 20. And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the keys to the abyss and holding in his hand a great chain. He sees the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until the thousand years were ended. After that, he must be set free for a short time. I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge, and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. I think it's like they had not bowed down. That's just what I need. Because like. we also see like there are people who have Jesus's god's name on their forehead and then now there are other the opposite what jesus says like your children of your father the devil if you the voice you listen to you're either written in the book of life or you're not you're either listening to god or you're listening to the devil or your forehead is either sealed with the blood of christ the name of god or is sealed with the name of this the mark of the beast i think it's the opposite it's the same right so i don't think it's like this i usually don't again i don't know much that much to be honest but i don't think it's like one day we're going because this is when i was a child this is how we were taught in in sunday school and also the our adults the adults who are like we grow around this is what they would say like oh jewy you don't even know on the last day people will be lining up and you'll be Cut like you you'll be um like the devil will cut one of your hand and then you'll be told to deny Christ and if you deny Christ you're marked with the beast on your forehead. If you don't deny Christ, your other hand is cut off, and if you don't deny Christ, your leg is cut off. If you don't like the torture, they're describing like it will be such a torture, and if you if you if you um while you're being tortured like that in that moment when you say like okay i'm in so much pain i don't care i want to follow the devil fine you've marked the mark of the beast like that's what was ingrained in my head when it comes to these verse and i'm like when i'm reading the bible and seeing what jesus is saying from genesis to like revelation i think it's very co 
initwaje like it's straight coherent initwaje um it makes sense and it's the same thread you know it's which voice are you listening to you either the son of god son or daughter of god you ever you're either a child of god or you're a child of your father the devil you're either listening to god's voice like adam and eve did not or you're listening to the devil's voice like adam and eve did you're either like even at uh, abraham the voice which you're listening to listening to sarah's voice like all these things it's like a same thread because later we'll see like those who belong to god on their forehead they are marked by christ's name god's name something like that i don't remember that verse but so yeah that those things were to were taught in while i was growing up that i need to shed <laughs> that's the disco the, the uh, what i can't even speak that the good i wanted to say that's the deconstruction that needs to happen brick by brick the holy spirit is pulling down these false ideologies <laughs> every time i say ideology i'm backing julian so yeah that's what's happening and building my spiritual house with a true knowledge of christ you know so verse verse um verse 4b they had not worshiped the beast or its image you see the image it's like shadrach meshach and abednego we're told king neb built an image you see and they were told to bow down so it's either you're bowing down to culture it's either you're bowing down to this world to the gods of this world or you are worshiping and bowing down to God because Jesus told the Samaritan woman true worshipers of Yahweh is those who worship in spirit and in truth so it's either you're worshiping God or you're worshiping another i think it's that simple it's complex but it's that simple like that's something a child can understand and i think that's why the co- i'm not saying that a child can say like oh you know in revelation this and this, blah, 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 and like understand like all these two links that are connected if they have studied i'm sure maybe but i'm just saying that's what i'm saying when jesus said the gospel ch- little children should be allowed to come to me that's how i understand the gospel should be that simple for a child to understand the same way they understand it's either i'm listening to my parents or i'm disobeying it's the same thing If you disobey your parents you're listening to another voice right even as i was at me as a child i i knew like there's something complex about this mind of mine and there are some thoughts and to voices not at <laughs> not that type of voices i'm just saying i would be aware that this is something evil and why am i thinking this evil thought this is not me So if at that time at that age and I was in like class the, the the most I remember to be honest I can't remember class past class 3 or even class 2 I can't remember past that age well I I do kind of remember when I was in nursery but I don't remember my mind about my mind thinking about my mind past that age but in class 3 I was very well aware that there's something happening in my brain So even at yet that even at that young age why can't i speak even at that young age it's 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 easy for a child to understand what christ did and who christ is and what christ taught and then 
you continue growing so just saying they came to life and reigned with christ a thousand years the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended this is the first resurrection blessed are holy blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection the second death has no power over them but they will be priests of god and of christ and will reign with him for a thousand years then the thousand years are over satan when the thousand years are over this is the judgment of satan and then later i'll read the judgment of the dead when the thousand years are over satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth Gog and Magog, and to gather them for battle. In number, they are like the sand of the seashore. They marched across the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of God's people, the city he loves. But fire came down from heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever there's something i'm seeing one let me just put this out there i'm not claiming <laughs> even a 20 percent chance to understand the book of revelation this letter i am not even i'm not even that close right so i may get some small things here and there like oh yeah oh and i get that oh no i don't understand that Oh, I get that. That's where I am. But then when it comes to this part where I'm just seeing like there's the past tense and there's the, the, the author, John, is writing in the past tense, ED, and then he's writing in the present tense, they will be, the future tense, they will be. So there's that happening. I've noted that, filing that away. <laughs> okay. Judgment of the dead. When I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it, the death and the heavens fled from his presence and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as, according, as recorded in the books. So they are books. Okay, there's the book of life and there are other books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it. The dead and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is actual, the actual, the actual death. It's not even the dead. It's death. This is what I'm saying. The death that I hate right now has already been judged then death and hades were thrown into the lake of fire the lake of fire is the second death anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire whether i understand it now or i I have iffy feelings about whatever. That's the word of God. <laughs> I, 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 one thing I, I've, I've been like humbled when it comes to studying these, these studies. 
there's so much I don't know. And I'm not talking about as a human who studies. No, no, no. Comparing myself to God. If, if God says this is something I need you to understand and this is important to me and I have um, in the context I'm assigned over every book like I have like I have uh, the, the Bible is spirit breathed right like God says that this is the book everything written in this book I want you to understand this is like I'm having a hard time explaining myself. So I was humble. I, 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 I also have to know that I'm studying this with this mind that cannot and will never understand everything. But what God wants me to understand, he will reveal to me. Because the Holy Spirit reveals to us the mind of Christ, right? And according to when my expiry date will be the death under the sun then god will have taught me what i need to know so i need to trust that even if i come across parts where i don't understand or parts where i feel like are scary it's not a different god that has authored that that book that part of the that part of the bible it's the same god and i need to trust in the revelation god has revealed like i need to trust sorry excuse me that's the milk acting up i need to trust that i need to trust god's character as he has revealed himself if he's merciful if he's loving if he's compassionate if he's slow to anger all these other things i i, I don't remember god say, telling moses and even not exactly like me quoting that verse just even in my life god as a father as a loving parent being patient with me god giving me rest Telling me to come to him, being open with me, not judging me. All this, all this is the same God. So if he tells me that death has already been condemned and Jesus has power over death, I need to believe that. And if he tells me I am saved and I need to have confidence that there will not come a time when, like, oops, I've lost my salvation. I need to believe that. There's some verses also I, I came across. I don't know if this is a part where I need to talk about this when it comes to like losing my salvation. Like what does Jesus mean when he says like those who are in me who are not bearing fruit, their gardener will cut them off. What does that mean? You know, I don't know. But even in Hebrews, we are told to go to the throne of God with confidence because Jesus' sacrifice is once and for all. And Jesus saying that he will not lose any who are in his hand. That's in John chapter, the one after my sheep know my voice, chapter 10. Mm-hmm. So kuchini. Uh, my hand, hand, hand. Uh-huh. John chapter 10, verse 28. 
I give them eternal okay 25 Jesus answered I I did tell you but you did not believe me the works I do in my father's name testify about me but you do not believe because you are not my sheep my sheep listen to my voice I know them and they follow me I give them eternal life and they shall never perish so this is the confidence I have when I listen which the which voice am I listening to who nini whose name is sealed on my forehead which mark is on my forehead is it, is it the name of am i am, am i carrying the name of yahweh or am i carrying the the mark of the beast which voice am i listening to am i listening to god's voice the shepherd or am i listening to my father the devil who is the father of lies it's the same thing to me right So Jesus is not complicating anything. He's saying when you listen to me and you listen and obey, I've given you eternal life and there's no taking back eternal life. It's not like oopsies. Did I not tell you that uh, it comes a time where I take back the gift of God? No. No, no, no. I have confidence. This is the confidence I have. Jesus is saying John chapter 10 verse 28 I give them eternal life and they shall never perish no one will snatch them out of my hand my father who has given them to me is greater than all no one can snatch them out of my father's hand i and the father are one and his jewish opponents picked up stone stones to to stone him imagine so it continues but Jesus said to them i have shown you many good works from my, from the father for which of these do you stone me we are not stoning you for any good work they replied but for blasphemy because you are a mere man claiming to be god so jesus claims to be god so jesus is saying god is telling me that i have confidence that when i'm listening to him even you know, even when i'm frustrated God is telling me bring that frustration to me because I can handle it. Bring the concern, bring the complaint to me. Bring that burden to me. I can handle it. And I'm not only just going to take it away from you, I'm going to show you how you can how you can control these emotions, how you can work with these emotions and how you can live on this fallen earth in the path meaning how you can walk the paths of life the path of righteousness the way of life while you're in this fallen world before you expire it <laughs> death has no power over me doesn't mean i'm not going to have an expiry date well not unless jesus actually comes before i die but death has no power over me because i have eternal life and that's what i am confidently standing on that firm foundation jesus that's what i'm standing on and even as because i will continue bearing these cheeks right i mean i i pray that i don't but i've lived on this earth enough to know that there is death so whether the eagles get them by mistake by mistake i mean like if uh, if they're out somehow or if the dogs find a way to get them or if the dwarf mongoose find a way to get them or if somehow a snake slithering snakes come out of comes out of nowhere and gets them 
again, I don't even think that one of the predators here is snakes. And my concern is not actually snakes. But I should also be aware of any other predators. So with all that, even the squirrels. I don't know if squirrels eat chicken. But we have so many squirrels. But even the squirrels. I need to be... I need to understand that I am comforted by God's word and God's, God has told me that Jesus has overcome death. Jesus has, defeat, Jesus has power over death. I think that's it. So thank you, God. I'll just take that as my prayer. You have power over death. And help me, Holy Spirit, to continue listening and obeying. Praying for a willing spirit of obedience when you're to listen to you when you're guiding me through my emotions. And even every cabario that happens, God, you have power over death. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you'll be joining me every Tuesday for new episodes of the Trying Podcast. Stay safe, guys. Bye.